Welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere, where CEOs, leaders, and experts at building teams, companies, organizations, and amazing cultures share how to lead from anywhere in the world. I'm your co-host on the East Coast, Judy Bianco Mathis. And I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And we invite you to join us to Team Anywhere. Many say that they've created a positive culture company, but what exactly does that look like and how do you do it? Today on the podcast, we interview David Garcia, CEO of Scout Logic, who shares with us several key rituals to create a positive culture. David's scouts know exactly what to do to encourage face-to-face conversations, how to make all individuals in the company feel appreciated by the CEO, and how to encourage all employees to tell the CEO absolutely everything, something you need now to excel as you team anywhere. Hello and welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere. I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon, and on the East Coast, we've got our co-host, Dr. Virginia Bianco Mathis. Ginny, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm terrific. All right, great. So Ginny, why don't you introduce today's guest? Would love to. Today, we welcome David Garcia, CEO of Scout Logic, a national pre-employment background check company in the U.S., 25 years of experience in entrepreneurship, B2B sales and marketing, increasing revenue for companies, and building virtual companies, which is a big thing for us today. He's also an advisor to Northwest Venture Partners and their portfolio companies, collaborating with founders and their sales and marketing leaders to help grow their business. Prior to Scout Logic, David held senior roles at several leading organizations. He has a political science degree from the University of Michigan and resides in great Chicago. Welcome, David. Thank you so much for the nice introduction. Well, Your company got on that virtual bandwagon before other companies were forced to do it. You've tripled in growth in three years. Can you share what led you to start Scout Logic as virtual? And as I saw somewhere and copied for you, to ditch the ping pong tables and bean chairs. (laughs) Absolutely. So again, thank you for having me on today. When we started our background check company, Scout Logic, we had a belief that people would make the difference, that we were going to win by offering great service. And what we quickly realized is if we were going to constrain our talent sourcing to the 10 mile radius near where our office is in the Northern suburbs of Chicago, we were severely limiting our ability to deliver on that strategy. You know, like you said, we had the original vision of creating a great place to work with ping pong tables and free lunches and all of that. But what we quickly found was it was really hard in a competitive labor market, even back in 2017, to find great people to deliver on our promise. So we started piloting virtual remote work in Q3 of 2017, quickly found that we could, in fact, operate in that environment. And it changed the nature of our business. And as our success grew on the commercial side, the delivery side with that great people by being able to source people from anywhere on the planet, was able to keep up. Fabulous. And yet you do get together from time to time for social capital. What do you do when you all get together? 
So now that COVID is slightly receding, like I'm afraid to even say that, right? Yeah, yeah, Um, don't. (laughs) Exactly. So we're just going to leave that aside for now. Social interaction is still really important for people to build trust, particularly in a fast-growing environment. So we will try to have regional get-togethers. Oh, yes. The United States and the Philippines are our two big markets, obviously very large countries. So we often try to get people to work within those to try and get together on an informal and formal basis. Yeah, that's fabulous. So you've talked to me about in the past the advantages of virtual and shared a little bit with the audience. There's also challenges, obviously. So can you share with us how to successfully onboard these wonderful employees that you are finding into this virtual environment so that they stay engaged. So from an onboarding perspective, with our fabulous people operations leader, we started by putting ourselves in the candidate, now Scout Logic employee shoes. And think about it how it used to be, right? You got the job, you went to the new office, got the desk, met all your coworkers, probably got lunch on the first day. Yeah. That's all gone, right? Like nothing's really changed if you've come from one remote situation to the other. And so we've thought about onboarding differently, both from a physical perspective, but then really on all the emotional elements that goes Mm -hmm. into getting someone off to a great start. So little stuff on the physical side, I say little, but it's not easy to coordinate. Having a computer there in advance and ready to go. I never thought I would stress out so much about getting IT hardware to our employees, but in this day and age, it's something- Oh, yes. The swag box, right? So physically, when someone starts on day one with Scout Logic, they can work and they've got a little piece of us physically with them that starts to reinforce our values. But then it's all about culture for us. Culture in a remote environment is even more important. So it's our mentorship and buddy up programs. It's starting to expose them to some of our company rituals. So they start to learn our culture, both externally and internally, so they can become a great part of the Scout Logic family. And what's a ritual? Give me an example of a Scout Logic ritual. Yeah. So like every two weeks, we get the whole company together. And one of our rituals is like highlights. Anybody can shout out a highlight at any level within the company, right? That's such an important way to celebrate when you don't get those informal high fives in the hallways. Yes, for sure. You shared a phrase with me earlier. You like to wrap around each new person, just envelop them. And I think that's such a wonderful mental model for everyone to have in their mind. And the buddy system, I guess, is just like the traditional buddy system where, hey, this is your buddy. (laughs) Well, and let's go back to that notion of wrapping someone up. I think it's both top down, but it's really peer to peer. Peer to peer to me is really where rubber meets the road in culture. So it's the formal buddy, but it's also the informal people on your team. One of the ways we differentiate in the marketplace is instead of one big company, we organize our work teams into pods. So our 150-person Scout Logic, you actually have 10 people that you're responsible for every day. So you get to know them, right? We encourage all kinds of interaction with them. So instead of joining this fast-growing company, you're joining this little family within it, and you get to know everybody really well within that family. Oh, I really like that idea. So we're going to come back to some of the other rituals that you do. Little segue though, because it's popping up in the news a lot, and that's virtual workers and compensation. 
And so you're bringing these people on, you got folks in the Philippines, folks here all over. And a lot of us have also read that Airbnb was deciding to pay everyone in the same job category, no matter where they are. What are you finding? What are the trends? Well, how do you do it there? Well, you know, I think we're still in the world of the laws of supply and demand and supply in the United States is still low from a labor perspective. And then kind of slivered into that portion of our labor supply, which is the kind of people you want in your business, it gets even smaller. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how we view compensation is we try to compensate above market within the operating region because our whole strategy is amazing people will deliver for our clients and our clients will tell other people how great we are and we will grow. So instead of me hiring 10 more salespeople, I would rather comp above market and do an amazing job and we will grow organically that way. But I think if you're a Northern California high-tech company trying to nickel and dime people because they live in Salt Lake versus San Francisco, good luck, right? Good luck. There's plenty of amazing companies to work for out there. That's a very good point. All right. So you were talking about the things you're doing in your culture. How do you build a positive culture? What are some of the infrastructure pieces you try to have? It all comes down to communication. Like I know it sounds so simple because communication in a physical office or a remote one is obviously important, but it's extra important, both from the positive side, but also from the negative one as well. And and email and Slack, in my opinion, are the enemies of culture, particularly yeah. remote culture. Yeah. So, so for example, anytime anyone's getting into like more than a three or four email train in our company, we cut it off at the pass. You have to get on a Google Hangout or a Zoom call to physically look at someone to talk about whatever the issue is. Because we can go from a positive to negative culture very quickly by assuming others' intentions in written electronic communication. Yeah, for sure. I would love to hear more about that because it's the first time I actually heard that. Because especially you have 150 people in your company, you said, Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about Companies that have you know several hundreds of people where there's a lot of conflict, right? So maybe my pod versus your pod or my department versus your department. Yep. Could you tell us more how you actually encourage your teams to move quickly to Google Hangout or Zoom calls? Because that is a miracle. We flat out call each other out. Great. And anyone in the company has permission to do that. And I am one of the worst offenders. Let's just be very clear here. I practice what I preach. I get called out by people within all levels of our company. They're like, Dave, this is the fifth email. Can we please get on a Zoom with you to talk this out? So it's become one of those cultural norms within Scout Logic where if anybody sees it, they can call it out without fear and get it resolved. We, we're we really fortunate. We try to foster, I know it sounds cheesy, a family culture within Scout Logic where we're all nice, decent human beings to each other. Doesn't mean we don't call each other out like a family does, but the ability to do that face-to-face versus making an assumption about someone's Slack message is a game changer. I love the calling out part. Are there any other, let's say, rituals that are so important that people at your company call each other out on? I think maybe not so much ritualistic, but two other things that are really important to what we do. And again, I'll credit our people ops leader with this is we do a random sample of employees and we cap it at 10 and they get on a Zoom call once a month for a social interaction. 
So once a month, I get on the phone with nine other scouts from all over the world. And it's very little business and almost all social with different types of interactive games that we all play with each other to learn more about each other and build culture and build a sense of family. And so it's random. It's totally random. I love that. So that works really well. And then the other ritual is, I don't know if this is remote so much as good business practice, is I talk to everyone in the company. And what I mean by that is if you're our lowest level entry level researcher, I will have a one-on-one with you at least twice a year. Now that may get harder as we grow, mm-hmm. but the ability to have a face-to-face with the CEO of the company in hopefully a non-threatening environment where part of the agenda is what can we do to get better for you specifically Yes, has generated lots of ideas for how we can operate better as a remote culture. Very simple example there, headsets. Again, coming back to how important IT hardware is, where it wasn't before 2017, people on those one-on-ones start saying, Dave, I need a high-quality headset to do my job more effectively. Done, right? That's really easy. You know, authorize that, got everybody a nice headset so they could be more productive. How do you create that sense of safety where I am the lowest person in the company and oh my God, my time's coming up to talk to David, the CEO. How do you get them to be truthful? Such a great question, particularly when you take culture into it. So, you know, let's pick on stereotypical American culture here. Some of our American employees, they have no problem being very direct with me, right? (laughs) Too direct. But our Filipino employees or employees in other part of the world where hierarchy is critical, it is scary. Yeah. So what I try to do both in our large group settings and individually is always, I dress more informal. Ah. I smile a lot. Mm -hmm. And whenever I start those interactions, we don't start with work. We start with life and where Mm -hmm. we always start with life. And I love Google earth for this is show me where you live. And the person will name it. You can go to Google Hangouts with the street and you can see their street. You know, this morning I was doing one of my one-on-ones and, you know, on Google, we typed in her address and the the local church popped up and she's like, Hey, that's my church. That's where I go every week with my family. Wow. So by starting with that and connecting with people as humans, then you can really get a more trusting environment to get some of those nuggets of insights out as a business. We haven't heard that one, have we? We have not heard that one. What I love is, you know, you really have defined with a bunch of rituals, a positive culture. So a positive culture would have Google Hangouts where we talk to each other. It would have random sampling of employees where you sit with nine other scouts. You know, I talk to every single person in the company twice a year. And then when you're talking to them, you're saying, show me where you live. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, it's like, oh God, I could do that right now. Because many of those are very easy to do. But just the fact that the CEO is reaching out to me, I think is so important in this virtual. You know, you know, the thing that I realized with this podcast and the one we just did before is it used to be really hard to get to the CEO Mm -hmm. because you had to get to his office physically. And it's a lot easier now. Because David could pop into, let's say, six employees in an hour and we're done. And I feel great. I got to talk to the CEO. Yes. You shared something that's important to you, especially with this three email rule, to nip conflict in the bud. So what's a conflict to you all? And then how do you nip it? 
Well, first, I think we all probably agree that some conflict in a healthy way is really good. Yeah. And we encourage different points of view, obviously, within Scout Logic. But where it goes nasty nine out of 10 times is when we can be faceless over email because we maybe not see the other person's body reaction, facial response. And so we're all about, particularly if we're growing this fast, there are all kinds of disagreements at Scout Logic. But if we can at least see each other in this type of setting, that takes a lot of the steam out all the time. Yeah, I agree for sure. In the meetings, you like to have discussions, share stories about actions that have been taken, behaviors that have been demonstrated that link to the values of what you're all about. Can you share one with us? Oh, I think I'll give you the most recent one. So in our company meetings, we do obviously twice a month and people do shout outs. And, you know, one of the shout outs had to do with a candidate. And obviously when you're applying for a job, I think I saw this list once. One of the five most stressful things you can do in life is take a new job. I think it's take a new job, move and a few others. (laughs) And it was about a candidate who had a very common name, like a John Smith type name. And it came back that they had committed a pretty bad crime. And so it was after hours and the person was frantic because it wasn't them and reached out and was like, hey, that's not me. I'm not an axe murderer, right? (laughs) And so you know, we are passionate about service. And so any other background check company would say, well, according to the blah, blah, we have 30 days to get back to you. But if we consider the human component of that, which is, hey, I'm trying to get a new job. I'm scared like I'm going to lose it. What we instill our people is like, it's all hands on deck. We're going to figure that out. And in this case, you know, it was a mistake. Mistakes happen. We got the right identifier and the person was not an axe murderer, but it was instant. Like the person dropped what they were doing to help resolve that person's issue. Yes. That's what sets us apart. And so we celebrate that. Like we obviously correct for the mistake. But what we celebrate was the immediate response versus the I will get to it tomorrow attitude that so many customer service organizations have. Yes. Marvelous. Yeah. And special note for those of you having a baby soon, don't name your child John Smith. (laughs) (laughs) It creates all kinds of problems. It really does. Actually, you're so right, because we obviously look for some of the background for folks who want to be on the podcast, and we have fallen into that trap. Absolutely. (laughs) That's wonderful. One last question, a little out from Scout Logic. You are working with partners and portfolio companies and startups, I would presume. And what kind of trends are you finding there in this new post-pandemic world? So I think there's post-pandemic world, and then there's what has happened in the past two months, which has been obviously recession on the horizon, stock market crash, valuations, both private and public, falling rapidly. So what I see, and this is more than just Norwest portfolio companies, but all the companies I talk to is some fear. I don't know what the next six to nine months will bring. Uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And really, it's that uncertainty that I see is probably going to slow down hiring to some degree over the next six to nine months. Should I make this bet? 
Should I invest in this initiative if we're going to go into a downturn? Mm -hmm. And then for early stage company, we swing back as a society from growth versus profitability. We're moving back to profitability again, right? So if you're an early stage company, capital will be harder to procure. It will be more expensive than it was as early as four months ago. So ensure you are optimizing for profitability for what may or may not come in the next 12 to 18 months. Fascinating. All right. How can folks get in touch with you? So again, thank you so much for having me on. I love talking about remote work. People can get a hold of me at david.garcia at scoutlogicscreening.com. And I love hearing from people. So please reach out with ideas or any way ScoutLogic can help you with your background screening needs. Well, you're so engaging. I can see why when you call one of the scouts that it's a big deal. It's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Great. Mitch? Great, David. I just really enjoyed this. If I were looking for a job right now, that would be the place to go, which would be someone who really takes care of me, someone who doesn't say positive culture, but actually just does positive culture, which I think is really important. And And I want to be a scout. I'm an Eagle Scout, so I think I would qualify at this. There you go. You totally would qualify. All right. Well, thank you so much, Dave. This has been just a pleasure having you on. A lot of great insights. Thank you, Ginny, for leading this podcast. And thank you to our audience of listeners. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share this with your family, your friends, your colleagues. And we look forward to seeing you next time on our next episode of Team Anywhere. Anywhere.